Blog Talk Radio. everybody, it's your girl Cy Brown and welcome to Saida Brown On Demand, our personalized audio series where you can just get information you need to help you on your journey, whether it's personal, professional, I want to be an entrepreneur, I want to be a better mom, I want to be a better wife, I want to be a better person. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening today. Today's lesson, which is called Self-Publishing Success in 30 Minutes, was created really to answer all of the questions or many of the questions that you may have about how to self-publish a book. Is a, uh, a, a There's a lot that goes involved uh, with putting a book together. And I remember when I wrote my first book, From Hip Hop to Heaven, in 2000. I started writing it in the end of 2003. You know, the idea kind of was swirling in my head to write a book, and I'm like, eh. But I didn't, my mind, it's beautiful when I think back, my mind didn't comprehend the the magnitude of writing a book. I just thought in my head, okay, I'll just write a book, not understanding all that goes into writing a book. And so there were many times when I wanted to give up didn't want to do it, this stinks, this is for the birds, people don't care about my story. And then I really um, started to develop a peaceful understanding within my spirit that it wasn't even about the book. It was about Saida going through a process. It was about me starting something finishing it and enjoying the journey. And then I became addicted to writing books. So now I'm seven books in. I wrote and released From Hip Hop to Heaven in 2004. 2005, I was a contributor to 100 Words of Wisdom for Women. 2007, in January, I released From Hip Hop to Heaven for Girls. 2007, the end of the year, I released Can Hip Hop Be Holy? 2008, I wrote Politics Remix, which is still on the shelf. I'll probably have that come out next year. And then now here we are in 2011, I have written um, 99 Tips to Transform Your Business Today, Launch in 30, and How to Make Motivational Speaking Your Day Job. So as you can see by how I write, I write in spurts. God gives me information, and I'll just hunker down, close the door, get in my office and knock out a couple of books. So um, I, I, I love the process now, but it was not an easy one. I must say it definitely was not an easy one. The first question, let's let's get right into today's lesson. The first question that I want to answer, and I do have people uh, that are in the chat room right now, and feel free to send me your questions. But the first thing I have to say when as we start this, um, lesson is about the writing process. There's three sections we're going to get into today. The writing process, the self-publishing process, and then the distribution process. So if we're, we're, we're working on self-publishing success in 30 minutes. Trust and believe we can get it done. The writing process, the self-publishing process, and then the distribution process. The writing process, let's start right there. 
I encourage people, do not sit down at a computer and say, chapter one. It's never going to happen. God doesn't give you information like that. I recommend to all of the people that I consult to get a three-ring binder or at least a one-subject notebook that has the three holes in it and carry it with you wherever you go. When you commit to writing a book, it must go with you wherever you go because what happens is you're going to get little nuggets of wisdom that are perfect for your book all times of the day and night, early, late, whenever. And you need to be able to write that information down as it comes because it's fleeting. When you get information to write a book, it's kind of like this. And if you're not cognizant and if you're not aware and paying attention and on high alert for information, you'll just miss it. So keep, and I'll tell you why it's a three-ring binder and a three-ring notebook in a second. Keep it with you. I actually walk around with a clipboard, but a three-ring loose-leaf notebook is absolute best. Here's why. Whenever you get a thought, take that thought and write it in the big space at the top of the sheet of paper because you may not be able to flush it out completely at that moment. So now what you'll end up with is a lot of pieces of paper with independent thoughts across the top. We understand as writers that a sentence is a group of words put together to express a complete thought. Well, a book is a group of chapters put together to express a complete thought. So we don't get the information in full and complete sentences, or full and complete thoughts. So as you write, you put that little thought right at the top of the paper, and then in time, you'll be able to flush out your thoughts. Now, what's going to happen is once you start to develop enough of these uh, independent sheets of paper, what I do, it sounds a little you know antiquated, but it works for me and it works for my clients, spread them out over the floor. And now you can start to play the matching game. What thought goes with this, this thought goes with that, that thought goes with this, and what happens is you now start to develop your chapters. Because remember, we don't get information chapter one. We get it all times of the day. So now, you know, when you have about 30 or 40 independent thoughts, and you may have more, remember this is just a shell to get you on your way, you, you play the matching game and you start to group thoughts. And it's okay if one pile has ten thoughts and one pile has two. Your book is not finished yet. This is how you now take these pieces of paper, put them in a three-ring binder, get yourself some tabs. I know it sounds old-fashioned, but trust me, it works. Now you start to have a working manuscript. It's up to you. Now you can go in the computer and type it, and then, you know, when you print it out and punch holes in it and put it back in this binder. But the secret to writing a book and getting it done as quickly and efficiently as possible is going to be determined by your ability to successfully organize your thoughts as they come. That's the secret right there. So now as you type it, you can you know punch three ring punch holes in it, put it in your three ring binder. Now you have a working manuscript, and you can move pages, move chapters, and it just makes it easier to navigate as you start to build your book. I can't tell you how to write, but I will tell you, you need a writing plan. You definitely have to have a writing plan and a way that you are able to organize your thoughts, and it's up to you to make sure you get what's out of your head onto paper. I I meet people, and they say, oh, I've been writing a book for, you know, 10 years. I I, my mind goes blank. Or I'll offer help. 
now is the time to get it done because they just don't have a writing plan. So write your independent thoughts down, put it on a piece of paper, stick it in a three-ring binder, and now you begin to develop your manuscript. Let's move into the self-publishing process. This, there's a lot of information to be covered here, so uh, I strongly encourage you to grab a pen or press pause at all the good parts. Then we'll talk about distribution. A traditional publisher, let me just tell you about a traditional publisher before we get into the whole self-publishing process. A traditional publisher, usually you have your completed manuscript, you shop for an agent, the agent takes your manuscript to a big publishing house, Simon & Schuster, Hache, whatever it is, gets you in advance, 100000 20000 5000 2000 if it's a small publisher, they publish your book, and then they pay you a royalty on the back end. And that works for a lot of people. It did not work for me because I was not willing to relinquish any ownership of anything that I wrote. So I had to figure out how do I do that myself, and that's where we come with this lesson about self-publishing. What I did was I took my writing, my manuscript, had someone edit it, found a graphic designer to design the cover, purchased a barcode and an ISBN number, had it printed, and I was done. What a traditional publishing house offers that you can't do yourself or it takes a long time to do is exposure. That's it, exposure. That's it, exposure. So now with the advent of Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Tumblr, YouTube, and all of the other social networking sites, you can expose yourself and keep all of the money. I must share that once you print your book, that writing the book is really the easiest part. The most difficult aspect is the marketing of your book. But what happens is once you have your book edited, and there's no such thing as too much editing, you edit, 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 edit. And I encourage you to write, 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 write. So when it comes down to editing it, you don't, you're not left with a 10-page book. You write and overwrite. That's why you're doing it on loose leaf paper in a three-ring binder. Then you put it on the manuscript in the computer, print it out, and have it edited. Or you can email it to your editor. Once your book is edited, now it's time to design and lay out your book. I actually use Microsoft Word. I don't recommend Publisher, but Publisher works for a lot of people. Have your book designed and laid out the internal matter of the book. The next critically important piece is to copyright your work. It's very, very important to copyright. Right now, to copyright a book, it's $35. What you do is you log on to the Internet, the Electronic Copyright you know, Office, which is right on the Internet. You can Google, how do I copyright my book? And you will be able to do it right online. Copyright does not protect names. It protects written work. This is very, very important. I did a whole lesson on copyright because I had an intellectual property issue uh, some months back. What you need to do is fill out the form. There's a thing people call, you know, a poor man's copyright. Eh, don't. Don't fall for that. Will you email yourself a copy of the book? No. Just log on right to the U.S. Copyright Office, and you're required to file the best edition of your work. I'm reading um, right off the Internet right now, so you have the most recent and updated information. 
If you file the copyright online with the U.S. Copyright Office, the fee is $35. If you mail it in and you mail the registration forms, the fee is $45. A lot of times uh, companies will say, we can do the copyright for you. I recommend doing everything yourself because don't forget, take, hearkening back to my first book, it was about the process. You have to learn this process. A lot of times we want to outsource things to people. I believe it's best that we go through our own process. Now, once your book is copywritten, you do, and it can take months. Just know this. It can take many, many, many months to um, have it come back. I recommend once you file the paperwork, continue on with the process of your book because it may take six months for you to get your copyright back. You don't want to hold up the production of your book for that, um, that letter. I say keep the process going because it's going to take you some time to do the cover, the layout, start marketing, build momentum. Start doing all of that while your paperwork for copyright is being officially processed. Next thing you have to focus on is the cover design of your book. The cover sells your book. I found an amazing guy, Pixel Graphics. His name is Jose from Pixel Graphics in Rutherford, New Jersey. He is, has done all of my book covers, and he's amazing. That is what is going to sell your book. If you do not have a good cover, your book is not going to sell. I'm telling you right now. I found him because I went through three covers for my first book, three and, and at the time, you know, I, I met him, he was designing party flyers. And I was like, listen, if you can design a party flyer, can you just make it five and a half by eight and a half, add a spine, and now I have a book cover? And he was like, mm, I'm sure I can figure it out. And he's been my, my graphics designer ever since. Make sure you get a good, good, good cover for your book. And as I said, I went through three covers for my first book. So I'm trying to help you with this information so you don't go through the necessary unnecessary expenses like I did. Get copies of their work, samples of their work, and make sure it's a good fit for you. The next thing you have to do is get your ISBN number. That is the International Standard Book Number. That number will allow you to sell your book online, in Amazon, and in bookstores. I see so many books that look great and they have no ISBN, which is really an identification number or a barcode. You need that. I don't care if you feel that this is. I'm only going to write one book. I don't need it. Get it anyway. Now, here's the deal. If you go to Bokers, B-O-W-K-E-R-S, they will want you to buy 10 barcodes at a shot. They are $25 a piece, so you get 250 barcodes. For, I'm sorry, you get. I'm sorry, you get 10 barcodes for $250. What I did when I wrote my very first book, I could not afford to uh, spend that $250 and then barcode every single one of those numbers. So what I did was the printing company let me use one of theirs for $75. They sold me one. So I paid $75 for an ISBN number as well as a barcode. The downside to that is that now that my very first book is registered to another publishing company. So any royalties or anybody that wants to place an order, anytime they punch in that ISBN number, it's going to my printing company. So when it came time for me to print my next book, I hunkered down, spent the $250, got my 10 ISBN numbers, and now I have them. And now what I do, and I purchase them from Boker, now what I do is when I write another book, I log on and I buy a barcode for $25, and then I now have an ISBN and a barcode. Listen, 
you can have your ISDN numbers without necessarily barcoding all of them. I buy the barcodes as I need them, but it's good, and I'm very happy that I have all my ISDNs, so that way when I'm up to 10 books, I'll just buy another 10. And you can do all of that online from Boca. And when you buy your barcode, it's instant. You pay 25 bucks, they email it to you right then and there. You send that to your graphics designer, they put it in the lower right-hand corner of your book, and you're good to go. So once you do your barcode, your ISBN, you set your price for your book, now it's time to print your book. The printing company that I use is instantpublisher.com. I have used them for years, and I absolutely love them. They are affordable. You can see everything right on the Internet, and it is a great service, and they're fast. The challenge with this is when you print books, you now have them in your house. Follow me on this one. You now have a stack of books in your house that you have paid cash for. And if those books are not selling, you're not making any money. So it's very important that you gauge how much money you have to spend and how much money you can actually tie up in inventory. A very good alternative to this is create space. If you log on to SaidaBrown.com, you will see a link that will offer you discounts on publishing through CreateSpace. CreateSpace is amazing because they were a very small company, and a few years ago they were purchased by Amazon. So now you can upload the PDF of your book, you can upload the cover of your book, and they will print it on demand as customers order it, and it's automatically placed on Amazon which is great because now your book is on Amazon and you haven't spent a penny on printing. Now, if you need copies of your book, you can purchase author copies from CreateSpace, and the prices range depending on the number of pages of your book, if there's color, the size of the book. There are a lot of variables. I do not recommend purchasing author copies from CreateSpace, more than five. Get a couple if you need it you know, to have around your house, but if you want to purchase 100 copies of your book, use Instant Publisher. I make no money from, from Instant Publisher, by the way. So I'm just, it's just a really good company. Um, but I strongly recommend just using Instant Publisher if you need to purchase quantities. So if you want to just purchase 10, even 15, 5, I strongly recommend CreateSpace. They're great, they're fast, and you get your books in about a week. Something that you have to think about and consider is your publishing company. I know for me, I started a publishing company because I wanted to be able to uh, will the copyrights to my books, to my children and my grandchildren. So I started my own publishing company. It really was as simple as going to my local county clerk's office, registering a name, paying $35, and, and, and now I have a publishing company. I took that document to the bank, and now I was able to open a bank account. So now you have an account where money for your book sales can go in and money can be spent out when you need to purchase books. I strongly recommend that you do not mix your money with your business money because it can become a mishmash, and at the end of the year it can become a tax nightmare. This lesson is designed to give you the shell because you can't figure everything out in self-publishing in 30 minutes but this is designed to give you a shell and a 
starting point to really be able to get your book out of your head and onto the pages and into the hands of willing readers in 30 minutes. Next, I want to talk about the distribution process. There's, there's so many ways now to distribute books. You have ebook options. You have the print-on-demand option. You have retail store options. I want to talk with you now very briefly about some of the most successful options that my friends have used in, in, in recent history. Many mechanisms that my friends have used are this, ebook publishing and mom-and-pop stores. Meaning, when you publish an ebook, you are able to upload a PDF file or, or um, a special file, and it will now come appear on people's Kindle, their Nook, and they'll be able to download it or read it right on their computer. I personally am not a fan of ebooks, and I never have been. However, my books are published on Kindle just because so many people have a Kindle. There are people that swear by ebooks, and that's fine. You have to develop your own style. But I am astute enough to know a lot of people read ebooks. And it's a very good way if you have a speaking career or if you have a coaching career. A lot of people give away free ebooks to be able to uh, you know, capture contact information for new coaching clients or new consulting clients. So ebooks are very, very valuable. Another option that many of my author friends use right now is mom and pop stores. That means stores that you're just are in your neighborhood, in your region, because major bookstores are closing left and right. On top of the fact that major bookstores are closing, there's returns that are not factored in typically with mom and pop stores. Let me explain. If you send your books to Barnes and Noble Stewart Distributor, they have the option, if your book doesn't sell, to send it back to you. Now your books may be tattered. There could be challenges with your books. And you have to accept those books back, and they now get credit. With mom and pop stores, usually you can place five copies, ten copies, four copies, a very small amount of copies into it. You can visit the store, and they're very willing to let you do book signings and things like that. If you follow some authors on Twitter, you'll, they'll tell you this is where I'm at you'll start to see what bookstores are very friendly to self-published authors. Having your book in Barnes & Noble may be good for your ego, but I'm not a fan of it because now that's money that you have tied up in inventory that's sitting on a shelf in Barnes & Noble where chances are nobody even knows you. When you're in Barnes & Noble, and my books are in Barnes & Noble, but when you're in those types of stores, you're competing with so many different eyeballs. You better be a marketing machine to get someone to walk physically into a Barnes & Noble. And remember, people can go to barnesandnoble.com and buy your book without it actually being in the store. So when you're looking at distribution options, I strongly recommend either ebooks or mom-and-pop or print-on-demand through a company such as CreateSpace. I just got a question. I just received a text message just as this show is on literally right now um, about Lulu. Lulu is a good company. I have never used them. I know many people who have used Lulu. But it's the same thing where you pay X number of dollars, you upload your book to their server, and then they print it on demand. What I have heard is that the print quality is not that good. I can't speak for it because I have never used them. I'm just saying from you know things that I've heard. But I strongly encourage you to research because there's so many companies and the market is so competitive right now that you will definitely be able to find very good deals. 
before we, as we wind down this lesson, I just want to kind of give a summary of what we discussed today. The writing process. Write your independent thoughts down as they come to you, and then you can organize them later. Once they're written down, remember, independent thought on an independent piece of paper, if God gives you the information to flush it out at that point, flush it out. But you may not get that complete thought at that moment. Just write it down, but make sure it's in a on three-ring uh, binder paper. Then, once you have about 30, 40, 50 independent thoughts, I say spread them out and play the matching game. Now you're taking those independent thoughts and you're putting them in a three-ring binder. Now you're starting to flush out what the meat, the internal matter of your book actually looks like, and now you can start to flush out your ideas because God never gives you a book chapter 1 to chapter 15. It just doesn't happen. Once you have that done, now it's time to get your book edited. I strongly recommend, because nobody wants to read a handwritten book, log in, go into Microsoft Word. You can do it right in 8.5 by 11 paper. Type it out. You can either email it to an editor, or you can print it out and have the editor read it as a book. I actually print my books out in a three-ring binder, and I edit them with a red pen that way, because I want to see what the book is actually going to look and feel like as I turn the pages. Once your book is edited, make sure it's designed and laid out. You can do it in Word. You can do it in Publisher. You can have someone do it in another program. Make sure you get it done. Next, you have to make sure your work is copywritten. It's only $35. You can afford it. You don't want anybody to steal your stuff. Make sure you have a good cover design and layout. Get your ISBN and your barcode. You can get that right from brokers. You set the price of your book. Now you print your book. At that point, the only thing you're left to do is sell, 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 sell. Talk to everyone you know. Try to get as many people interested in your book. Make sure you're blogging about your book. You're on the Internet really talking about your book. And it's really good because with the book, you have income for life. You write the book once, and you make money on it over and over and over again. Not to mention, you can now will your copyrights to those that you love, just as I'm doing with my son. Thank you so much for listening to today's lesson, and I just want to give a quick shout-out to LaVon. I see you in the chat room, and we had a lot of guests in and out of the chat room today. So welcome, everybody. Always remember that we shall pass through this world but once. Any good, therefore, that we can do, or any kindness that we can show to any human being, let us do it now. Let us not defer or neglect it, but we shall not pass this way again. Thank you all for listening, and I'll see you soon.